Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 19th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at 2612 through 2616 of the Catechism. 2612. In Jesus, the kingdom of God is at hand. He calls his hearers to conversion and faith, but also to watchfulness. In prayer, the disciple keeps watch attentive to him who is and him who comes, in memory of his first coming in the loneliness of flesh and in the hope of his second coming in glory. In communion with their master, the disciples' battle is a battle, prayer is a battle. Only by keeping watch in prayer can one avoid falling into temptation. 26.13 Three principal parables on prayer are transmitted to us by St. Luke. The first the importunate, the importunate friend, invites us to urgent prayer. Knock and it will be opened to you. To the one who prays like this, the Heavenly Father will give whatever he needs. And above all, the Holy Spirit who contains all gifts. The second, the importunate widow, is centred on one of the qualities of prayer. It is necessary to pray always without ceasing and with patience of faith. And yet, when the Holy, the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The third parable, the Pharisee and the tax collector, concerns the humility of the heart that prays. God be merciful to me, a sinner. The Church continues to make this prayer its own. Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. 26.14 When Jesus openly entrusts to his disciples the mystery of prayer, to the Father, he reveals to them what their prayer and ours must be. Once he has returned to the Father in his glorious humanity, what is new is to ask in his name. Faith in the Son introduces the disciples into knowledge of the Father, because Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Faith bears its fruit in love. It means keeping the word and the commandments of Jesus. It means abiding with him in the Father, who in him so loves us that he abides with us. In this new covenant, the certitude of our petitions will be heard is founded on the prayer of Jesus. 26.15 Evermore, what the Father gives us when our prayer is united with that of Jesus is another counsellor to be with you forever even the Spirit of Truth. This new dimension of prayer and its circumstances is displayed throughout the farewell discourse in the Holy Spirit. Christian prayer is a communion of love with the Father, not only through Christ, but also in Him. Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Jesus hears our prayer. 26.16 Prayer to Jesus is answered by him already during his ministry. Through signs that anticipate the power of his death and resurrection, Jesus hears the prayer of faith expressed in words. The leper, Jairus, the Canaanite woman, the good thief. Or in silence, the bearers of the paralytic, the woman with the hemorrhage who touches his clothes, and tears and ointment of the sinful woman. The urgent request of the blind man, have mercy on us. Son of David, or Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
has been renewed in the traditional prayer to Jesus, known as the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Healing infirmities or forgiving sins, Jesus always responds to a prayer offered in faith. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. St. Augustine wonderfully summarises the three dimensions of Jesus' prayer. He prays for us as our priest, prays in us as our head, and is prayed to us, and is prayed to by us as our God. Therefore, let us acknowledge our voice in him and his in us. Okay, so this catechesis on prayer continues. And again, always remember that the catechism, we think of the catechism as a big book, but it's simply a summary. It's a summary of some aspects of the Christian faith. Again, the most important aspects that were put together by this team of experts in consultation with every bishop in the world. So we can't say it's some sort of um, uh, a minor collection or an unimportant collection. It's a very important collection, but it is no more than a summary. And this is why all these sections that we're looking at today, as happened in other parts of the Catechism, is referring to the, to the Gospels. Because the Gospels are full of catechesis, of instructions on prayer. And... Um, and here, uh, again, here you find the, um, the references. But the, the Christian has to read the scripture. It's not enough to just listen once in a while on Sundays when you go to church, when you go to Mass. It's not enough to say, ah, well, I listen to Father Neil's podcast and I'll be fine. No, you need to read your, your Bible. You need to have a Bible and read it and read it regularly and often. And, um, I, I mean, really, we should be opening our, our Bible every day of the week. If a day goes by and you haven't opened your Bible, then maybe something is wrong. And so we, uh, and so here you have all the sections on, um, on prayer. And again, the Catechism is just going to give you a footnote. It mentions them. It gives you a half a sentence on these, on these beautiful passages that Jesus has on prayer in his teaching. And so it would be no harm. I mean, if you're listening to this in order, we're coming towards the end of November. Advent is around the corner. And Advent is the time when the church prays more than any other time. What marks the season of Advent is watchfulness. Here we were listening about watchfulness. in the um, Yesterday we were looking at boldness, uh, audacity, courage in our prayer. Today we start looking at this watchfulness the watchfulness that we have to be watchful. We can't be asleep always. Scripture uses this image of sleep if people aren't paying attention. And uh, if we lose track, if we're not paying attention, we lose track of God. We lose track of what's important. We lose our um, our guidance. You know, that we lose our um, our orientation unless we're faced towards Christ you know, we need to face towards Christ. This is the, the big invitation that is made to us, to face Christ. So today we, uh, we can turn towards him. And then, uh, again, there was this, um, uh, uh, well, we can't re- deal with everything that we were looking at today, but there is this section on Jesus. Not only does he teach us how to pray by example, not only does he teach us how to pray by his words, but also Jesus though, is the one who hears our prayer and answers our prayer that uh, we have this um, 
beautiful section on the uh, the prayer of the heart and that everybody is invited to this prayer of the heart that it speaks about in 2616 that is at the centre of Byzantine or Eastern even, not just Byzantine but Coptic, Armenian, etc. All of the Eastern churches have this prayer of the heart. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, or Lord Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me, or have mercy on me, a sinner. And again, the monks in the East repeat this prayer over and over and over again. And the goal is to get it into our heart so that as our heart beats, and again, you have to pay a lot of concentration to hear your heart beating, but sometimes if you're underwater or something, you can hear your heart beating. But as your heart beats, you pray this prayer, that it becomes ingrained in you. And as I said, this is one of the things of the Eastern Church. But uh, today, thank God, it's also becoming popular in the Western Church. That uh, that there's a lot of uh, beauty in this prayer and an awful lot of spiritual good. And that really it's something that would be no harm for us to adopt. Uh, and just to spend time praying it. To sit down for 10 minutes or God forbid to sit down for an hour in the church. We have no difficulty sitting down for an hour playing with our phones or, uh, I don't know, looking at the computer or spending sometimes six hours looking at television or playing a computer game or doing lots of other things. But to spend an hour with Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, in your church or in your room, as it says in the Gospel, to go into your own private room to pray, not where everybody can see you, but in secret. And there to repeat for an hour, every second to repeat, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. And this way, this prayer becomes ingrained in you and you learn how to pray. And prayer is something that, like everything else, you learn how to pray by doing it. So this invitation to pray in this prayer that is using the words of the gospel is uh, and is one of the most ancient and most traditional prayers that we have is a fantastic invitation and finally we have this beautiful line from Augustine Augustine sometimes can uh, really cut to the chase and get to the center of things and talking about Jesus he prays for us as our priest prays in us as our head and is prayed to by us as our God and that this thing with Jesus again our prayer should unite him unite us to him in communion that we should have communion with God and that this is why we're so close to Jesus he prays uh, we pray to him he prays in us and uh, he prays for us and with this we're bound into him we're surrounded by him we're enfolded by him this communion with Christ carries us on and brings us into this prayer that is the greatest prayer for us. So very well. So tomorrow we're going to continue and tomorrow we're going to look at Numbers 26.17 through 26.19. So we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.